Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. How do you help your child cope with stress, whether they're a toddler, a little bit older, a tween, or even a teenager? You know, children experience stress much the same as we do, and they need coping strategies just as we do. My guest is Dr. Adele Kedu. She's a pediatric psychologist with Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, doctor. So we want to try and get through at least eight items to help your children cope with stress. What do you think is your first most important element for parents to help their children deal with stressful situations? Well, really for our parents, we need to first set up our environment to be as healthy for our kids as we can. And so that one of those first good steps is really making sure we're providing our children with healthy meals and snacks and planning ahead for our busy schedules so that we're not utilizing fast foods or, or easy to make foods. I think that's a great one, Dr. Kadu, because as a parent and an exercise physiologist, nutrition is my background. I feed my children healthy meals, and I do notice the difference when they eat junk food or we throw together something very quickly because we're all going to activities. They're not as alert. They tend to get more anxious. Food really makes a big difference. Give us another one. It, it really does. And so not only will that food make a big difference, but also making sure that your kids get adequate sleep. And so making a good structured schedule during the day so that they're falling asleep about the same time every night and getting up the same time in the morning. Don't make it different for the weekend because that'll really make it hard for the following week. Great advice because not enough children get not enough sleep. Their circadian rhythms are all thrown off, especially in those teenage years. They can stay up later than we can. And then they still have to get up and go to school and think straight. So I am a sleep police in this family. So, you know, sleep is so, so important. So healthy meals and snacks, adequate night's sleep. Give us another one. Well, another really great thing is is not only helping your child to be active, but being active as a family. It's a great way as a family to continue to have good, positive interactions with each other, but also being physically active is a great way to reduce stress and to cope with stress. So whether they're, they're young toddlers or they're teenagers, we all need to be physically active. It just might be a different activity if you've got a younger child compared to an older one. Well, certainly getting active as a family instead of letting them sit there and watch video games and play video games all day. Get out and throw a Frisbee around and run around, and it'll do you some good too, parents. Give us another one, Dr. Kadu. So one of the things that, that we find is real helpful for our kids is that when parents are able to model their own coping skills, our children are going to observe it and they're going to pick it up. So really as parents, we need to make sure that we're doing good things to take care of our own stress so that we can show our kids how to deal with it and learn those good coping strategies too. So if we're having a stressful situation, work or relationships or something, if we show them that we eat right during it, that we maybe meditate, that we see a counselor when we feel we really need to talk it out. Those are good coping mechanisms that will teach our children, correct? Absolutely. And even doing little things about talking through a small scenario out loud, and it might be something as as small as, oh, I don't have what we need to make for dinner tonight, and now I've got to figure out something new. 
of talking through how do I work through that minor little stressful thing without getting really frustrated or overly upset where I just can't work through that minor problem. So seeing us handle things efficiently without too much anxiety is going to help them as well. Give us another one about children learning from their experiences, because I think this is an important one. Absolutely. You know, we need to allow our kids to have experiences, even if we know that it might not always be um, the best decision. Sometimes we have to allow them to do make some of those poor decisions, as long as there's not a huge risk involved and it's not a dangerous behavior but allow them to do something so that they can learn from it and recognize how to handle the challenges of, you know, making decisions, choosing right choices, and, and how to follow through with the consequences of what happens when you make good choices compared to bad choices. That's a tough one for parents, Dr. Kadu, because we don't want to necessarily let our children grow up that quickly. And you're right, we have to let them learn from their experiences, make some mistakes as long as you, you know, as you say, that they're not dangerous or something that could really hurt them. What about limits? They're going to learn from their experiences, but what about having set limits for children? Those are actually really important because kids actually have greater stress and anxiety when we don't set those clear limits, when we kind of we want to be nice sometimes and so we allow them to do something but then the next time we want to stand firm that actually creates more stress for our kids so being really um, consistent with your limits so that they know what the expectations are and making sure that you give them lots of positives for the the appropriate behavior and when you need to you you remove privileges when they're not engaging in the behavior they're supposed to. That's that reinforcement, the positive and negative reinforcements, but the positive being the better of the choice of the two. And while we're speaking of taking away privileges and things, what about technology? You know, kids are on their phones and they're texting and their social media, social networks, video games. The technology is crazy today. It is crazy. And it's not just crazy for our kids. It's crazy for us as, as parents, too. And so we need to limit it not just for our kids but for ourselves, so that we're all present as a family. As parents, we can, we can be there for our kids. We can observe when they need us and respond to it. But we also need to limit it for our children because it can disrupt sleep. It can disrupt the good physical activity that they need each day and interfere with just their emotional well-being. So make sure we have less than two hours a day of all technology. So that includes any type of TV, computer, handheld device, texting, all of those things combined needs to be two hours or less. Well, certainly true. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends less than two hours. So parents, this is total screen time. You know, sometimes they have to use their computers and things for school, and that's acceptable. But all of the other diversions and distractions, we have to, as parents, limit that. And that means limiting it for ourselves as well. And now give us one last one, please, Dr. Kadu, about scheduling and balancing those demands that we all have. Well, when when we look at all the things that our kids need to accomplish in a day, not just ourselves, but what they need to accomplish during the day, There is a lot of things that need to happen, and so it's really important that parents try to help them balance and manage that schedule and keep a nice structure to the schedule because that will help reduce stress. So that might mean 
even if it's a fun activity, we might not do every single fun activity because it's going to overschedule our child. And, and so we need to choose wisely about how many things our child can handle throughout a week. And each child's different, so what one child may need or want can be different from another. So, Dr. Cadu, in just the last minute that we have left, if you would, please give parents your best advice about what we would notice that would suggest our children are stressed out and then following these guidelines you've set out for us to help them with that stress. Well, the main thing that is going to be important for parents to just to look at is any significant changes. It might not mean that it's stress, but there might be something that's going on. And so, really, the American Psychological Association um, recommends that any changes in mood or behavior, maybe they're complaining about um, headaches, stomach aches, um, or they're starting to sleep either more or less or eating very differently than what they were. Any of those changes can suggest there's something going on for our child that we need to really address that. So if you notice changes, whether that's changes at home, changes at school, changes with friends, that might be an indicator that it might be time to, to really look at what's going on. And so it might be speaking to your child, but it, but it also might be getting information from the school, from teachers and other parents, as well as, you know, maybe looking at getting professional help to help your child. Thank you so much. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime, on demand, or on the go. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Thanks for listening, and stay well. <laughs>